All right. Bars showing up. All good. Mm-hmm. Levels look all right. Vera's, how's yours looking? Levels seem fine on my end. All right. Are we ready for the clap? That's mm-hmm. what my gynecologist said to me. Hey, which is weird, because they shouldn't be giving you diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to try some clap? Just a little. No. A sample. Just a little a clap. As a treat. As a Three treat. samples of chlamydia. <laughs> oh, go on. You you are evil. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be the cold open? Beautiful. <laughs> I was making jokes about chlamydia. That's it. That's our peak. We've done it. It genuinely might be. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Undead Rabbits podcast, the lighter horror podcast, where we hand you a cushion to hide behind as we delve into all things spooky. I'm your host, Undead Rabbits, and joining me, as always, is talented artist, my best friend, trusty co-host, it's Vera. Hey, y'all. Oh, season two. Can you believe it? No, I cannot. After only three episodes, we're starting a new season. Woo! We're gonna be raunchier. We're gonna be ruder. We are gonna be mean. It's true. We're rude now. <laughs> oh, so how are you feeling this week after our little vacation? Feeling good. Nice and cozy vacation. Yeah, we definitely needed it. If we did another episode, I think my brain would have leaked out of my eyes and also my mouth. Likewise, I would have just dissolved into a puddle. No, we can't record puddles. We'll just have to start a slime channel then. It's true. And it can't even make a segue into slime, because we're not doing Ghostbusters this episode. <laughs> Aww. Oh well. Or actually, addendum to last episode, I almost forgot. True. So, two notes on last episode. First of all, uh, we brought up the artwork of Tully Summers and the rejected ghost designs regarding Ghostbusters 2016 and talked about an article covering it. But what I failed to do was actually link to Tully Summers' portfolio, which is kind of negligent of us. Um, there's a lot more artwork on there. No Ghostbusters and non-Ghostbusters. There's better views of each design. We should have mentioned it the first time. So, yeah, we're going to be linking that in the description. Don't say we don't care <laughs> 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 gotta do due diligence yeah um, speaking of those rejected designs um at the end of the last episode i mentioned picking up that one figure of mayhem the uh rock show ghost and long story short i did and true. in person it is incredibly ugly but also i love it <laughs> <laughs> two things can be true it is but the thing is, I was looking at it, and I was reeling, it doesn't really look like any of the ghosts we covered. I didn't really look like the otherworldly ghosts, it doesn't look like the movie design. And of course, when I went on to the uh, Tully Summers art station account, I was looking through all the different designs, and found a design we hadn't actually mentioned yet. And actually, while I'm talking about it, let me find the design I'm talking about. 
Oh god, this guy did um, Passengers as well. As in the uh, oh, thing with he... Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence, I want to say? I think so. Yeah. Ah, here we are. Right. So, Vera, here is the ghost design that we didn't mention last episode because I didn't know it existed. Uh, does it look familiar to you? Ooh. So that's where is. our little figure came from. And it makes sense, you know, it's the... um. The actual figure itself is very brown plastic with sort of reddish wings. This is the same thing. It has like seven digits on each hand. Yep, this has got the same thing. So yeah, you even got the tongue out. So yeah, it's really neat to see exactly where it came from. And it means, you know, yeah. this guy's artwork got some physical representation. Although, let's be real, he probably didn't get paid for it at all. <sighs> yeah, he did not receive any royalties from this little light-up piece of plastic. Rip. Mm. Wow, authorial intent. More like authorial shit. <laughs> you Season got two, it, everybody. One. We're bad at this now. Season two. We're gonna talk over each other. We're gonna say ass. We're gonna say bums. That's how you know we've made it professionality don't know her no uh do we have a good segue into this week's topic i mean they've read the title and seen the Maybe. thumbnail presumably they've read the title um brown kind of ugly brown i'm <laughs> Bra- <laughs> just playing that clip of lisa simpson going not brown <laughs> <laughs> Can we do that this season? Can I just put in clips? You won't even know. You won't be there during editing. This is all me. It's true. No, not brown, 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 Lisa, brown. You're saying brown an awful lot. Oh god. Nothing could stop We're you. So cool. We you are. We're the me. coolest. <laughs> and speaking of the coolest, did you say cool? <laughs> cool. I haven't heard that word in years. Did you know we used to be cool? We used to be the coolest. Oh, snap. Today we're going to be covering the coolest movie ever made. No, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about 2019's The Banana Splits movie. Eagerly requested by no one. By no one ever. La la la. Tra la la. La la la. 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 (laughs) Bingo. 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Banana Splits movie. Vera, when did you first learn about this delightful film? (laughs) I think, like, last year. Hmm. Long after it had actually come out, but still. See, this is where my freak flag flies, because I was eagerly following the production of this thing because I had no life. (laughs) Which is a stark contrast to now, because I am such a cool person. You are. You're the coolest. About how uncool I am. (laughs) No, I think it's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. This is why you're my co-host, because you just agree with everything I say. 
Exactly. Oh, See, just so... like that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be hard to edit, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm enjoying this. No. No. So, Banana Splits movie came out in 2019. When in 2019? Uh, give me a second. We'll find out. The Banana Splits movie premiered at San Diego Comic Con on July 18th, 2019 and released through, yeah, was released through video on demand on August 12th, 2019 by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. <laughs> the film received mixed reviews from critics. Thanks to the, thanks Wikipedia. Who could say why? You're doing my work for me. Wait, hang on. Who did the music? What the fuck? Uh, Vera, <laughs> do you know who did the music for the Banana Splits movie? No, I do not. Uh, let me send you this real quick. Huh. So, oh, we are doing this wildly out of order, but there is a cover of the original Banana Splits theme in the movie's credits, and apparently it's sung by Patrick Stump, lead vocalist of Fallout Boy. I, there's... Was he doing anything else in 2019? <laughs> Was he just looking for any kind of work possible? I guess oh, so. Mr. Stump, we need you to do a movie. Oh, what is it? It's a banana split. Fuck it. I mean, it pays, it pays. So before we go any further, I feel like we should tell our audience what the hell banana splits is. That's a hard question to answer. Well, excuse me? God, sorry, just, I'm looking through the Wikipedia page of a Banana Splits for information, because it's season two, we're fast and loose, and mm -hmm. there is some bizarre trivia. Alright, let me just read it as is, without commentary. The Banana Splits Adventure Hour, also known simply as the Banana Splits, is... Hmm. Is an American television variety show produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions and featuring the Banana Split, a fictional rock band <laughs> composed of four funny animal characters in red helmets. The costume hosts of the show are Flegel, Bingo, Drooper, and Snorky. It ran for 31 episodes from September 7th, 1968 to September 5th, 1970, and a syndication from 71 to 82. So, if that didn't explain it well enough, and I hope it didn't, <laughs> Um, Banana Split is basically a variety show in the late 60s, early 70s, where these four guys in mascot suits would sort of dance around, play music, and bring on those different cartoons and shit. Yeah. And it ran, it ran for two years, almost exactly. And yeah, that was it. Until now, and by now I mean 2019, because for some reason, known only to the devil... <laughs> They made a movie where they are... God. You have to say Very it. Good. Just rip off the band-aid. You can do it. 
The banana splits are now animatronic performers who start killing people when their show gets cancelled. <laughs> you got it. You did it. I got it. <laughs> so, for the uninitiated, back in, I want to say 2015, uh, good old Scott Cawthon and Warner Brothers were planning on making a film adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's. A little while later, those plans fell through and he moved to working with Blumhouse instead. And a few years after that, again 2019, they released the Banana Splits movie, a film about scary, furry, animatronic robot murderers. So, you can see why some people turned their heads when this thing was announced. Mm-hmm. Just a bit. As the Wikipedia page says, prior to its release, the film received a small cult following due to comparisons with the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. Note how it says prior to its release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this... That's a very this movie key word. Hmm. Prior. That's why I sort of went home when I read the Banana Splits Adventure Hour is of an American television variety show. Because it's not still going, is it, gang? Sure isn't. No. Not at all. Uh, tell you what, before we go any... I feel like I've said that phrase twice in this episode before we go any further. Last thing I've been noticing throughout our old episodes, I say so a lot. And whenever I do, it's because I've made an edit there and I need to get us back on track. There, there. It's fine. Again, season two, we're loose, we're sloppy. We're having a sloppy time. We make you floppy. (laughs) No, that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) If we go back to normal after this episode, it'll be because we re-listened to it and we thought it was fucking disgusting. (laughs) Uh, Hey. If that is the case, you'll never know. Well, they will know because I just said it. (laughs) Well then, then, okay. (laughs) Uh, Caught on camera. So, no, I gotta stop saying so. Vera, give me a conjunction that isn't so. Moving on. <laughs> That's even worse. Mayhem. Even more clinical. <laughs> right. Uh, recap time. <laughs> Hardcore. But before we move into the recap and the rest of this episode. What we're not dropping in season two is our content warning disclaimer. So, Future Rabbits, take it away. Hey everyone, Future Rabbits here with this episode's content warning. Here at Undead Rabbits, we'd like to preface every episode with a list of the sensitive topics we'll be covering to allow you to make an informed decision regarding your listening experience. In this episode, we'll be covering topics including, but not limited to, gore, body horror, and death. If you think we've left anything out of this content warning after listening to this episode, then please let us know in the comments. Enjoy the episode, everyone. Stay spooky. And most importantly, stay safe. So, no, I've got to stop saying so. <laughs> okay. i got to just hand you a button that you can press. And any time I start a sentence with so, it just delivers 10,000 bolts directly to the base of my skull. And yes, I know I said bolts instead of volts. Leave me alone. 10,000 lightning bolts. <laughs> and along came Zeus. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then Zeus comes in, but surprise, it's actually Jane with. I was gonna say machete. Machete is not an analog to lightning bolts. 
What's the contemporary know. equivalent to hurling a lightning bolt at someone? A taser? Just tasering them, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And along came Zeus, he tasered me. Not as catchy as that. Mm. Look out for the live-action remake of Hercules coming in 2023. Starring Chris Pratt. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking true. everything. And no Danny DeVito. Because he's busy, I imagine. I almost said it again. I almost said the S word again. Almost. I feel like my veins are going to explode off my arms. It's after the content <laughs> warning. I can say things like that. It's true. It's going to burst every blood vessel like I'm in scanners. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so difficult not to say. I've beaten myself into saying this phrase. Recap. Vera, are you ready for me to... Refresh you on the plot of the Banana Splits movie 2019. It's true. I am ready. I need to hear all of this amazing storytelling again. (laughs) And rather than last time, where I wrote it myself like a fool, uh, I'm just going to be reading off the Wikipedia page. So whoever wrote this, thank you. You've saved me like half an hour. Uh, Are we ready for story time with Rabbits and Vera? Yeah, story time. Is everyone sitting comfortably? No, because the chair <laughs> creaks whenever I move. <laughs> if you ever heard any strange audio during the last three episodes, it's because this chair is made by the devil. It's okay. So is mine. And I've mentioned the devil twice now. Are we making law for this podcast? It's true. Are we becoming nostalgia critic? Oh god, no. <laughs> That's the devil. <laughs> uh, right. See, I said right there, I didn't say so. God, I really hope they like the meandering pace of this, because this is probably nauseating. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm a professional. We're professionals. Please hire me. If a future employer is listening to this, I will be far more professional than this. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to read the recap now, and no one can stop me. Harley Williams is a huge fan of the banana splits. For some reason. No, should I do it with commentary? I feel like I should leave the commentary out. What do you think? <laughs> if I feel myself stumbling, I might add in commentary. Maybe. Okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll get my editing scissors out. Snip, snip. Snip, snip. Harley Williams is a huge fan of the Banana Splits, a successful hmm, children's television series featuring four animatronic characters, Flegel, Bingo, Drooper, and Snorky, along with a human co-star, Stevie. As a surprise birthday present, his parents, Beth and Mitch, take him with his stepbrother, Austin, and his classmate, Zoe, to a live taping of the show at Taft Studios. Upon arrival, the family meets several audience and staff members, including show hostess Paige and her assistant, Doug, fan couple Tad and Poppy, aspiring young performer Parker with her father Jonathan, and security guard Sal. Um, full disclosure, I didn't even realise the guard had a name until now. <laughs> well, now you do. <sighs> As the taping is getting ready, the studio's new vice president of programming, that's difficult to say, Andy, 
informs show producer Rebecca that he is cancelling the show after the recording as it did not go with his network's vision. Um, Vera, do you remember the exact words from that clip? It's dumb and stupid. <laughs> and I want to do something cool and edgy yep. and new. It would be funnier if that wasn't how actual executives speak. I yeah. Imagine. Yeah. However, the Banana Split's new software updates malfunction after Drooper overhears this through a drunken Stevie, with Bingo and Snorky kidnapping Andy, while Drooper kills Stevie by thrusting a prop lollipop down his throat. Outside, Beth learns that Mitch has been cheating on her with another woman. When she returns to the studio, Mitch finds Sal's decapitated corpse, and then is chased down and run over by Snorky. As you do. As you do. Meanwhile, Poppy accepts Tad's marriage proposal while live-streaming the backstage before Flegel arrives and murders Tad by sawing him in half. Uh, we should establish that by sawing him in half, we mean puts him in one of those magician's boxes and then gets his girlfriend and fiancé to cut him in half before removing the halves, letting his entrails fall on the floor before screaming, Banana Cadabra. It's true! Flegel leaves Poppy after he hears Harley and Zoe looking for Snorky, taking them to the workshop. He traps them with Parker, who Bingo kidnapped while Trooper burned Jonathan's face as they were searching Andy for the auction. Audition. The remaining survivors learn about the Banana Split's carnage after finding a seriously injured Jonathan. Paige finds all phones disconnected and the compensated cell phones destroyed. God, the pacing of this sentence is really weird. While Beth manages to subdue Bingo before she and Austin find Poppy and convince her to join them. At the same time, Rebecca and Jonathan are forced to participate in the show's obstacle course, which I'd like to know is called Sloppy Time. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Until Flegel stabs Jonathan in the back with a key while Rebecca completes the course, only for Trooper to smash her in the face with a hammer. Harley, Zoe, and Parker meet the Banana Split's creator, Carl, and by creator they mean the animatronics, not the guy who owns the IP, who considers the animatronics' actions justified by the show's cancellation and conflicts over freeing the kids. Trooper brings Bingo for repairs, causing Carl to get distracted enough for the kids to escape and lock him in the cell. While looking for a way out, Harley, Zoe, and Parker come across Snorky and convince him to help them. Beth, Austin, Paige, and Poppy arrive at the workshop to ask Carl how to stop the mana split, but he does not provide any information. The group hear music coming from the hatch in the floor and go down. However, Poppy notices the mask of an unused fifth animatronic named, and I'm not making this up, Hooty. Hoot hoot. Hmm. Losing her sanity. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Yep, there it goes. Losing her sanity. She puts on parts of the costume and kills Carl as revenge for Tad's death. Finding the underground passage listed with corpses of Doug, the studio staff, and the adult audience members, the group finds Flegel and Drooper holding all the children hostage while performing gruesome, <laughs> performing gruesome variants of their acts, like burning Stevie's corpse and brutally murdering Andy by ripping his limbs off. And I'd like to interject and say they call this a banana split, so the title is justified. It's true. There is a banana split. Snorky arrives and chains Harley, Zoe, and Parker, but secretly gives Harley the keys to free them, while Beth and Austin manage to kill both Flegel and Drooper, as much as you can kill a robot. Parker guides all the kids to the exit. Beth, Austin, and Harley meet up with Paige and Zoe before being cornered by Bingo. Suddenly, Snorky appears and attacks Bingo, killing him, again, I'm not sure if you can kill a robot, before dying from critical damage sustained on the fight. And one more interjection, I would like to say that Snorky's death honk is the saddest thing I've ever heard. It's true. It's so tragic. The saddest hop. If I can dub it in, then I will. In if not, you'll never know. Snorky. 
You'll always be my favorite. As the police and paramedics arrive to attend survivors, Austin and Paige start a relationship while Beth punches a heavily injured Mitch, demanding a divorce. Left behind on the parking lot, yes it says on the parking lot, that's weird, Mitch is run over again, this time killed by a now insane poppy with the banana splits remains in the back of the vehicle. While she drives and sings, in italics, the banana splits theme song, <laughs> Fleagle reactivates and laughs maniacally. Uh, I feel like I should have just written that myself. <laughs> Yeah, it might have been it's better, fine. but it's fine. We're fine. It's all it wasn't, fine. It wasn't that detailed compared to my amazing adaptation of the Ghostbusters 2016 Answer the Call 2016 movie. 2016. So, now I've got to stop saying so. I'm going to start cutting my fingers off. <laughs> as penance. No! You uh, need Vera. those to edit! It's fine. Use my nose. What did you think of the Banana Splits movie 2019, the movie 2019? It sure was a film involving the Banana Splits. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what, what I got. <laughs> it's been half an hour already. Damn our new loose scripting st structure. I can't even speak. Oh. <laughs> Right, we're calling this part here. Join us after the break where we make a compliment soup out of this dumb movie. Bye. Woo! Bye. Welcome back to the Undead Rabbits podcast where we talk about movies, debatably. Vera, how are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, listeners, if you heard any shitty audio last part, don't blame us. Blame the leaf blower guy at Vera's location. <sighs> leaf blower guy. And if you didn't hear anything, then disregard this entirely. Exactly. Nothing happened. We're running a professional operation. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. I almost said it. I almost said it. Almost. I almost had to break a finger off. <laughs> As we do here on the Untied Rabbits podcast, when we're covering a specific piece of media, we like to make a compliment sandwich. But during our vacation, we realized that a sandwich that's like 50% bread is really shitty and doesn't fit the metaphor. So we have rebranded. Join us today in the kitchen as we make compliment soup. Compliment soup. If I can get some free samples, I might make like a compliment soup jingle. Aww. Yeah. Not today, though. <laughs> That's for future rabbits. So. No! <laughs> you can't keep saying it! <laughs> I've got to add some personality to this podcast. I can't keep saying these. Dumb. Is it even a conjunction? So? Is it? I don't know grammar. Don't ask me. Uh, so. No! <laughs> Welcome to One Dead Rabbits, where I have a breakdown live. Live! On stage! Breakdown. Breakdown, breakdown. Needs Jeremy Springer. Is Jeremy Springer the guy who, like, makes people have breakdowns on TV? I don't know. I don't watch television. Okay. Okay, your majesty. <laughs> Allow me to bring you a golden crusted 
dog <laughs> to eat. <laughs> Speaking of eating, there we go. The one good segue in this podcast. We did it. Let's get in the kitchen and start th- start throwing shit into this pot to make the soup. Joe, you want to go first? You got a pro rock on. Um, so far the only pro I can think of, whoever was doing the gore effects was having fun. Yeah, the gore effects are, like, where the, the budget went on this movie. I don't know what the budget was. Uh, let me check real quick, see if it says. Doesn't seem like a lot. Probably not. Uh, oh, 50p. I'm surprised. No. <laughs> All it says here is that it made an estimated $279,000 from DVD and Blu-ray home media sales. Doesn't say anything else about the budget. That's two hundred and seventy-eight thousand more dollars than I expected. <laughs> you thought we made on a grand? Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Yeah, the gore effects are competent. Uh, do any highlights stand out for you? I mean, sawing that guy in half was something. Sawing the guy in half is probably the most impressive gore effect they have because they cut him in half and the sword gets all bloody and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. But then they pull him apart and it is, it is entrail city. Mm-hmm. Just oh, there's so much. It's everywhere. Intestines, more like out intestines. And all oh, of the me, floor intestines. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be snappier on these laps, otherwise I'm gonna lose all my self-esteem. Aww. The little that I have. Oh no. It's fine. <laughs> We're joking around, folks. I'm a really confident person. Honest. Definitely. Please, please hire me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the gore effects are good. The banana split at the end is... It's pretty good. They rip his limbs off and they look suitably meaty inside. It's true. Uh, when they burn that guy's face off, it looks pretty bad, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, the flame effect itself is pretty bad, and then at the end, he just looks like he's made of Lunchables meat. Mmm, Lunchables. It's like, if you took Two-Face and made him into One-Face, but his One-Face was just really badly fire-damaged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great joke. That's a really funny line. I'm gonna leave that in for sure. You did it. Ha. <sighs> Was there any other decent gore in the movie besides those two scenes? I guess they cut the guy's fingers off. Oh, hey, that's kind of relevant to what we've been talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to actually mention, because it's not in the Wikipedia description, presumably because everyone left immediately during the credits. There's a post-credit scene, or mid-credit scene, where it turns out that Carl, the engineer's fingers, which were shown to be severed earlier, were just on the floor of his workshop being eaten by rats. That's it. That's the entire post-credits scene. <laughs> really important lore there. It was vital the audience be shown this. It's like, now I know how parents feel when their kids get them to stay behind in Marvel movies to watch the post-credits scene. It's like, is this important? Am I meant to care? Are his fingers going to be in the sequel? Apparently. I can't believe the villains of the sequel are going to be his fingers. <laughs> And if I can throw in a con, because I think we've covered everything with gore, right? We had pizza face, we had banana split, and we had soaring in half. That was all. Mm-hmm. That was all right. Oh, and Stevie's lollipop deep throat. 
which is mm-hmm. the euphemism, I promise. Yeah, I guess we move on to the con of the size of their balls to try and make a sequel hook for this dumb movie. Yep. Like, Mitch is in the, Mitch is in the parking lot, left behind by the ambulance and police cars, which is... Like, a gay's an adulterer, but at the same time, I don't think that's realistic. Talking about realism in this movie, fuck me. And then, in an obviously green screen shot, he just gets run down by the banana buggy by, as Wikipedia says, a now insane puppy with the banana splits remains in the back of the car. Like, I haven't heard any news about a sequel, and frankly, I'm not surprised. What? You don't think this acclaimed film will get a sequel? Don't fuck me about, Vera. (laughs) 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 Look. I may have been looking forward to this movie when it came out, but I have realistic expectations. Yeah, that's fair. Just, uh... And it's not even a good sequel hook. Like, what's going to happen next? Nothing, obviously, because they're not going to make a second one. But what were they even thinking? Who knows? Welcome to the Undead Rabbits podcast, where we fail to write fanfiction about bad movies. <laughs> oh, I think Poppy was going to rebuild the animatronics into one big animatronic and then set out leaves on New York. Fuck me. <laughs> and then she'll be the head. <laughs> Banana splits Voltron. It's only like yes. nine feet tall. <laughs> Uh, right, we've got a pro and a con. This soup is somewhat balanced. Vera, what are you throwing in next? Um, a con, I suppose, in the fact that every single character is a living trope. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go down the list of characters? I've got the cast list here. Um, Beth. She's the action mom who starts undressing midway through the movie. Yeah, sure is. We've got Mitch, who's asshole stepdad. Woo! We've got Harley Williams, who is... Actually, does that fall into a trope? Just extremely... Yeah, no! Bizarre child. A strange, strange little child. Hmm. Then we've got Austin, who is... Probably the only likable human character in this whole thing. Uh, what, you didn't like Austin? No, I mean, he's horribly awkward. Is there anyone else? I mean, I don't know, like, the uh, other kid more... that hangs out with Harley is cool. I like there, her. There's there's more characters in this, yeah. There's Paige, the Paige, and yes, they make that joke in the movie not once, but twice, because they're really proud of it. And it's they shouldn't really be. not funny. She is overworked employee... That's that's it. Yep. There's Zoe, who is child. That's all I got. Yeah. You've got Tad and Poppy, influencer icons. As influencers, influencer gets. Yeah. Is there anything to say about them? No. Wait. <laughs> right. Moving on. <laughs> They're influencer cardboard cutouts, and then I mean, one of the cutouts of... gets cut in half. Aw. I mean, they're kind of a cute couple, yeah. 
I mean, if it was yeah. any other influencer couple getting married on live stream, I would be extremely annoyed. But like, they make it work. They're a believable couple. Yeah, they're yeah. they they're made for each other. <laughs> the most the most backhanded compliment you can give. Absolutely. We have Carl, who is evil. He sure is. Yeah. Well. The thing is, is he evil or is he just criminally incompetent? Eh, criminally incompetent. He installs an update to the banana splits that make them follow the... What's it called? Prerogative? Um, Directive? Directive, that's the one, thank you. On to Dead Rabbits, where we don't know words. I've never said a word in my life. But yeah, he follows them to follow the directive of the show must go on, which of course means murder every adult they see and then kidnap children to take them to the basement full of fire. Yeah. And the entire time he's just fixing them and getting his fingers cut off. Mm-hmm. As you do. Uh, Richard White as Stevie. Wait, no, I'm not reading the character. I'm not reading the actor names. Whoops. And then we got Stevie, everyone's favourite character. Woo! Everyone's favourite stripper cop. Woo! That's what he looks like, sorry. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I shouldn't say stripper cop like five minutes after making the joke about him deep throwing a lollipop. Mm, I wasn't gonna say it, but now you did. Well, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a coward. I'm also not very smart. <laughs> uh, we've got Parker, who is... Which one was Parker? Um. Oh, sad girl, sad girl. Oh yeah, weird actor girl. Yeah, weird. What? How's the um? How does it describe them again? Uh, Child uh, actor. It was something else. Um, aspiring young performer. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be overstating it a little. She is incredibly reluctant. Mm-hmm. Pushed forward by her father, Jonathan. No last name given. Okay, I guess we've given up on last names now. <laughs> uh, yeah, pushy parents. Uh, stage dad. Gets his face fried and then gets keyhole surgery when he gets attacked mm-hmm. with a key. That's all there is. There's Andy, yep. who you thought was the same character as Stevie when we first watched this movie. <laughs> Listen. Just guys with brown hair and goatees. Yeah. Uh, there's Doug, who's the assistant, who appears in, like, two scenes, and in one of them, he's dead. Yep. There's Sal, the security guard, who... Appears, appears in, in two, two scenes, scenes, and in one and of one them, of he's them, dead. He's dead. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we've got Zoe's mother. I wonder who she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, no idea who she could be related to. And then Parker's who mother, t- who, again, appears in one scene, except she's live, so... Wait. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, the characters aren't very deep. The only they're puddles. characters for me are Tad and Poppy Bone because they're sort of a cute couple, and Austin because he's a decent brother, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the recaps doesn't really go into it, but he's, like, actually nice. He likes to get Harley a nice thing for his birthday. He gets in the backstage pass by... Well, how would you describe his negotiation tactic with Paige? Um, being... Being pathetic until she says yes. Being an aspiring himbo. <laughs> He's on the right track. 
Uh, oh yeah, the the uh, yeah recap doesn't even mention the Chekhov's spike wand. Vera, you want to oh, talk yes. about that? Oh yes. Oh yes. You want to tell um, our audience? Mm-hmm. So you see, Austin decided to get his little brother a wand since uh, Harley broke the last one. And at first, Harley's disappointed because it's a small wand. But Mm. you see, then uh, Austin tells him to press the button upon which this sharp metal wand extends like a javelin (laughs) and shoots out with an audible string noise. If anyone here has seen The Mummy Returns, you know the javelin that, like, extends? It's that, except given to a small child on his birthday, while surrounded by his family. And like, later the in the movie... upwards? And later in the movie was used to impale an animatronic through the skull, showing well, it had the pierced... force to pierce an animatronic skull. Exactly. And speaking of, why do they all bleed milk? Except, obviously, they've seen Alien before. But like, uh, They've why? seen Alien before. And at the end, when I'm Bingo and Snorkip punching it out, they're making tiger noises? Again, because yes. they've seen Robocop, but come on! Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about the fight scene at the end? Because it's the dumbest shit I've seen in days. You mean these two dumpy animatronics having a fist fight? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why, for most of the movie, they're just killing people in single hits or using weapons. Because when they're just punching each other, it just looks like a drunken brawl at Disneyland. Yeah, basically. Until Bingo rips out Snorky's milk-leaking heart, and Snorky retaliates by wrapping his trunk around Bingo's head until it cracks open from the pressure. Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's... Can we put that in the same category as the gore effects? I really like the milk effects. No, the milk effects were really high quality. <laughs> Good milk physics. They were sponsored by Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did you do the last point? Is it my turn? Yes. Mine was uh, that all the characters are stereotypes. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be funnier, but it's just not very good. Pro or a con? Pro or a con? Can I have a pro stroke con in that I liked Hootie's design, but also it didn't fit in at all with the rest of the cast? Yeah, you know, I think the razor claws and the fact that there was no animatronic bits whatsoever save for a mask and a hand were a bit of a you know total inconsistency in progress it's not even that it's not even the fact there's no robot parts of the razor claws i'm talking about the mask where it's like a weird you look at the others and it's just like oh it's a big furry orangutan head or a lion head or an elephant head or a dog head but this one it's like a weird steampunk owl mask it's yeah like, excuse me i know that it's the size of a normal human like head look a lot different but like that difference it, it it looks like he just was making a yeah a steampunk owl murderers cosplay <laughs> hey carl when's the new robot coming uh it's coming soon boss uh i'm just working on my uh, steampunk cosplay 
Oh, uh, we don't have time. Just use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's an actual kind of pro for this movie, I guess. Um, it wasn't just robots murdering children, because that would be the easy route to go, wouldn't it? You know? In fact, no children were murdered. No children were harmed in the making of this movie. Well, by Just me, adults. By me. <laughs> in the plot, specifically, as well. I mean... Well, the children were only harmed psychologically, not physically. They are traumatized. <laughs> I mean, well, most of them. Zoe and Harley seem fine. Can we talk about Harley and Snorky real quick? Because that was an interesting dynamic. Uh, yes, um, Harley, the main child, and generally strange little lad, was convinced that Snorky, his favorite, would not harm him, and in fact assist him, and for some reason, he was correct. Yeah, for some reason, Snorky's built different. <laughs> Snorky has betrayed his brethren. So, no, stop. Ow. I just gotta put a rubber band on my wrist and just snap it whenever I say it. <laughs> I almost said it again. It's just instinct at by now. I hate it. Don't worry. The one... Yeah, speaking of Harley and Snorky, the one scary scene of the movie, the one scene that actually scared you was... Do you want to describe that, actually? <sighs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the only minorly scary thing in the whole movie is when, at the very beginning of the movie, when our action mob is asleep on the couch and a program of the Banana Splits is running on the TV, she wakes up, looks up, and finds ah, an elephant. Which is basically just a jump scare on the screen, and it's actually Harley in a little snorky onesie. Absolutely bizarre. And when they eventually confront Snorky later in the movie, he diffuses the situation by doing the snorky shuffle. Uh, the dance sensation that's sweeping the nation. Mm-hmm. Which consists of stepping sideways, jumping up, having a migraine, <laughs> and then befriending this animatronic elephant. And it worked! I mean, when you saw this movie for the first time, were you convinced by that, or did you think Snorky was going to betray them? I, I thought Snorky was going to betray them, and he half did? <laughs> well, you mean by bringing them to the basement? <laughs> Rather than leading them out of the facility, he led them into the basement. Yes, he gave them the key, but he led them from a totally secluded situation from where they could have escaped to a much more dangerous situation where they could have escaped. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why couldn't he give them the keys to any other child? Why is Harley so special? Because he did the snorky shuffle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like... God, absolute madness. This movie sucks. It's <laughs> no, not mean, good. That, that's, I don't want to be mean, 
Because I kind of do, because it's season two and we're rude now. But... <laughs> we're rude now. Are there any other notes to make on this movie? Pros, cons? Are we just stirring the compliment soup at this stage? Uh, compliment soup. It's insult soup. It's insult soup with like a little garnish of compliment on top. The one garnish of compliment is... Gore! The gore pretty cool. Oh no, there is one more pro, I guess, which is... Despite all odds, they did take it quite seriously. Yeah. It would be extremely easy for them to do, like, lazy, scary movie, Hungry Games, epic movie, you know, dumb parody like that. But no, they... For better or for worse, they stuck to this. Mm, they tried to make a horror movie out of it. Yeah, and did they succeed? Absolutely not. Okay, good. We're on the same we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> Are there any other notes on pros and cons of the Banana Splits movie before we throw this insult soup into the gutter? Hmm. No, that's all I got. Uh, is there anything? Oh, the voice acting was pretty good for the um, Banana Splits. Yeah. All done by uh, Eric Bowser, who... Let me get his page up real quick. Yeah, he's like a pretty um, prolific voice actor nowadays. And... Holy shit, is he voice Bugs Bunny nowadays? Really? Huh. I didn't know that. Huh. But he must have been, like... He must have been fairly expensive to get then, you'd imagine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he voices all the splits pretty well. Um, like I was saying to Vera, he has the talent of sounding the most like Jim Cummings you can without being Jim Cummings. <laughs> exactly. Provides the voices of Fleagle, Bingo, and Trooper. Semicolon. Snorky doesn't speak and mostly makes honking noises. Again, if I can find a clip of his death honk, I will put it in right here. And speaking of death honks, uh, I think that's the death of this segment. Vera, any closing thoughts on the pros and cons of this movie? That final honk from Snorky was really sad. <laughs> it was. <laughs> the most emotional scene in the movie. Even sadder than Tad's death. Snorky's death honk. <laughs> the saddest honk in Saison. Uh, join us next part, everyone, where we talk about... Uh, what do we talk about in this next part? Good question. Uh, we had an idea. Um, join us in this next part when we remember what it is. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, welcome back to Undead Rabbits, the podcast where we definitely have a plan before we hit record. And we definitely didn't have to do this take because we forgot to sync clap last time. Definitely not. We are professionals. The most professional. Sometimes. Always. So, Vera, how are you doing? Doing alright, how are you doing? Uh... Yeah, me too. I feel that. <laughs> What it's I said was a complete lie. <laughs> we're, we're shitting ourselves. Always. See, if Jane came on season two, we wouldn't be censoring her saying piss. And yet, here it's we are. It's true. Yeah.
Sorry, Jane. You have to come back to the show now. Exactly. Yeah. If you want your rights on... refreshed. <laughs> gotta do an episode on... God, what, what could she even do on this? What other horror things does she know? I say, trying not to be libelous to a fellow <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> I don't know, any scary Greek films? Hmm. As in films about ancient Greece, not films made in Greece nowadays. We could do that, that could be funny. We'll be like, oh, Jane, we got a Greek film, and then it's just... Something released in like 2014 by a guy in Greece. Mm-hmm. We tricked you. Now be on our podcast. Give us SEO. Now be on our Keep podcast. <laughs> or else. Hootie hoo. We'll snap your fingers off and give them to the rats. Ah. <laughs> Did you just say hootie hoo? <laughs> yes, I just said hootie hoo. Why? I don't know. It felt right. <laughs> it felt right to say hootie hoo. Yes. I'm sending you to the hospital after this. <laughs> <laughs> You're a strange little woman, and you have my pity. I am. Farewell. Leave the podcast. No. <laughs> Don't worry, you can't get rid of me that easy. No, you're like some kind of... I was gonna say growth. That was mean. <laughs> I didn't... Mm, more of a fungus. More like a... Parasites. <laughs> is this funny? Let us know in the comments if this is funny. Well, I'm not saying I'm just taking my new attitude from Cheap Show, but they are extremely funny. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments if we're funnier than Cheap Show. We're not, but, you know, you can lie to us. Yeah, you can lie to us. We'll appreciate it. <laughs> Neither of us will ever be as funny as Eli Silverman. But you don't need to know that. Keep watching. <laughs> Is that your keyword to tell me to edit this out? <laughs> no. It's fine. We're four minutes into the part. We have time to talk about Banana Splits the movie. Unfortunately. <laughs> if we must... I mean, that's the title of this episode. Unless uh, our podcast just becomes a weekly check-in with us. <laughs> a weekly check-in with us where we just insult each other and sometimes talk about horror movies. We occasionally talk about horror movies. And speaking of horror movies... <laughs> unnecessary segue. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. That's the game that came out, wasn't it? Yeah. Mona I've heard of it once did or it? twice. Did it come out? Yeah. Someone did an episode on it. it yeah, really apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I almost said it. I almost said it. I've got my fingers pressed against the desk. If I end up saying that word again, I'm going to smash my hand down as my fingers fly off like fucking dominoes. No. I'm going to be playing Jenga with my own severed fingers. <laughs> Which would be really bad, because there'd be, like, four of them. Mm-hmm. It'd be a very small Jenga Play... tower. Playing Jenga with four pieces. Sounds like a Ed Sheeran song. <laughs> Building a tower, but it's only got four pieces. <laughs> That's not what he sounds like. No, you did it. You got it in one. I'm so proud. Hi, I I'm I'm Ted Sheeran. <laughs> 
It's like how Tom Hanks gets Jim Hanks to do all the merchandise. <laughs> I do all the interviews. <laughs> I was talking about law. Are we going to start creating characters? Are we going to add Ted Shearer into our repertoire? Beautiful. Are we just slowly going to devolve until we've become Channel Awesome? God, no. Which of us is going to become extremely vain? Which of no. us is not going to provide catering? No, no, Vera, you must record my vanity project in the desert without any water. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's our character, Ted Sheeran. I'm here to talk about banana splints. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know it might be based on a rejected Five Nights at Freddy's script? Why does he sound like the Beatles all mushed together? Good question. <laughs> I'm getting him out of here. Get out of here, Ted. All right, <laughs> but you'll never forget me. Get out. Yeah, get out of my pod. Shoo him out with a broom. God, out. God, what a freak. I hope he never comes back. Hopefully. I hope we never acknowledge him again. I hope he doesn't become a recurring segment on this podcast. We can only dream. He live in our dreams and our nightmares. Mm-hmm. But he different points, you know, because allegedly Five Nights at Freddy's. No, not Final Freddy's. Fuck. <laughs> it's been a long recording session. Leave us. It be. has. But allegedly, the Banana Splits movie is based on a rejected Five Nights at Freddy's script. Uh, do you believe that? I could certainly see it. There are definitely clues laying around. And also, I refuse to believe that someone consciously decided to make a Banana Splits movie with no provocation whatsoever. Yeah, so I think we talked about this in the first parts, but, you know, I love redundancy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Banana Splits movie... Five Nights at Freddy's movie, even. Uh, was proposed to Warner Brothers in 2015, around time FNAF 3 was coming out. It was going to be directed by, um, what was the name of the guy who did Monster House? It was the Monster House guy, he was going to be directing it. And honestly, I think that would have been, like, a really good choice for directing Final Fantasy, but I think it would have got the tone really good. Yeah. Yeah. Get the sort of whimsy in it, get all the tension. And also, good monster design in the, are we going to do Monster House? We should do Monster House. It'd be fun. I have good things to say about Monster House. I've never seen Monster House. You've never seen Monster House? No, I have not. Well, buckle up in a couple episodes, gang. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, sometime after that announcement was made, obviously it couldn't happen before, because that's how time works, uh, Scott Cawthon moved to Blumhouse to get the FNAF movie made, and I think the current director they've got on is Chris Columbus, the guy who did uh, Home Alone. And the first two Harry Potter movies. Yeah. That's who you want to make your horror movie with funny robot animals? Question mark? Yeah, apparently. I mean, you can do the whimsy, I guess. And I guess Finite Phrase is basically Home Alone the video game, but with robot animals. Oh, a security breach just going to be Home Alone, but even more. Home Alone. Again. <laughs> Will Gregory be voiced by Macaulay Culkin? Actually, that would be really weird, because he's like... 40 now. Good for him. Good for him, I guess. I hope he's still getting work. He seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, yes, um, this movie probably wasn't based on a rejected Five Night Freddy script, except for one scene, which is so bizarre that I can only assume it's a relic of some rejected Five Night Freddy script, and that's Hootie, because, um, what? Where else would this strange Unused fifth animatronic... Fifth <laughs> they literally call it the sister animatronic. And yeah, this film came out in 2019. This location came out in 2016. There's even an underground facility where they're holding people hostage. Like, come on. But who could say if it has any base? Uh, people who directed it, probably. I mean, according <laughs> to the Wikipedia page, which is the best source for all information, I promise. Uh, the director said the inspiration came from 1986's Chopping Mall. Uh, Vera, are you acquainted with Chopping Mall? Nope. But I love it's the name. A movie where, <laughs> it's a movie where there's a mall and it's full of mall cop robots who look like Daleks and they disintegrate people with lasers. Woo! And the other inspiration was 1988's Child's Play. Hey! Hey! I mean, I guess... If you didn't know Five Nights at Freddy's existed, you would say those movies inspired this one. But, you know, come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else to say about the FNAF ties except it's extremely bizarre? Not really. It's extremely bizarre. So, let's skip... Fear I said it. I said it. I'm gonna have to take him off. I'm gonna have to take my fingers <laughs> no! off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No! They're gone. They're gone now, Vera. They're gone. No! We need gonna those! Him, gonna, feed him te- gonna feed him to Ted Sheeran. <laughs> I love the fingers. They're like finger food to me. <laughs> Pace yourself, Ted Sheeran. Don't eat more at once. <laughs> Get him with the back of the broom. I hope the audience likes this as much as you are, and they don't just think I'm having some kind of crisis at 21. <laughs> well, I like it very much. Thank you. <laughs> when employers ask, oh, so what kind of podcast are you working on? I'm not showing this episode. <laughs> not this episode. You give them episode three. Episode three was probably our best. It was. Yeah. Shame we've gone downhill in a week. <laughs> this is what taking time <laughs> off does. If this is what it does to us. Uh, let's shift to the present and talk about the legacy that this movie has left because, shockingly, it has one. Somehow. Vera, are you familiar with the new HBO Max show? We're not sponsored. Fuck you, streaming services. Um, Jellystone. I am. Mm, for our discerning listeners who don't watch cartoons for children. Uh, Jellystone is the latest show from C.H. Greenblatt, the... I don't want to call him the Chowder Guy, because he's worked on other stuff as well, but for people mine and Vera's age, he is the Chowder Guy. I'm so excited! Is it... <laughs> You okay? I'm so excited! For Jellystone. Jellystone! It's out! It's yeah! Out. Yeah! <laughs> Are you saying this when we watch it afterwards? I'm so excited to watch it soon. Oh, okay. Well, check it out together sometime. Yeah. Which is basically just all of Hanna-Barbera's old characters put into a single setting. And also many of them have had their gender trans, which is, you know, good for them. Good for them. 
Good for them. Uh, the banana splits are in it, but Vera, they're evil now. <laughs> they're evil now? <laughs> like us, they have become rude now after their hiatus from TV. And they're now like a full-on gang that does crimes, like loan sharking and breaking out of prison after being caught for loan sharking. My god. And as you may expect from people who are overly attached to cartoons made before they were born, people are extremely angry over this development. They are, somehow. Let me very quickly find some of the comments on... No, I typed in stone twice, now it says Jellystone Stone. Jellystone Stone! There you go, Banana Split's in jail. And let's see some of the comments on this video of the Banana Splits being evil. I won't be naming and shaming because, let's be real, most of these are probably just kids. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true. Ever yeah. since the Banana Splits, did that cross over with the Suicide Squad comics? Oh yeah, we didn't mention that, did they? Suicide Squad crossed over with Banana Splits once, in that weird time where DC was doing Hanna-Barbera stuff. Like where Snagglepuss was a gay playwright from the 50s. I say that, Vera, did you know about this? Or is this news to you? No, I knew. It's just, it's still odd. Yeah. Yes, ever since the banana splits of that crossover with the Suicide Squad comics and their own horror movie, they've never been the same. Except for Snorkies, the same elephant we all know him for. Is he? I mean, he did crack Bingo's skull open. Is that what he did in the original? I mean, there was that one scene in the original where he just beat the shit out of all the others. Actually, I haven't shown you that, have I? The scene where he just beats the shit out of all the other banana splits. No, you have not. Tell you what, um, let me send that clip to you now. Is this a clip? Yeah, I think he just beats the shit out of everyone. He just starts fucking swinging at people, oh my god. Yeah, no, he's just... Man, he's just going at it. <laughs> go crazy, ah, go stupid, ah. Look at him. <laughs> go crazy, ah, go stupid, ah. Christ. God, also the costumes look so much better than in the new movie. Sorry, but it's true. That's correct. Oh, this last segment is so unfocused. Yeah. <laughs> I blame Ted Sheeran. I should Google that and make sure he doesn't actually have a relative named Ted Sheeran. <laughs> uh... Okay, it autocorrects to Ed Sheeran, so I think we're safe. Ted Sheeran. Okay, no, it's just people photoshopping Ted Cruz's face onto Ed Sheeran's body. <laughs> it's, it's. I think that makes our character more horrible. Vera, we've got a character. Way. <laughs> God, this part is so unfocused. I'm sorry, everyone. For everyone who enjoyed the past three episodes, I'm sorry season two has been so weird. I promise by yeah. next episode we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think it's time we started to wrap up. Um, Vera, do you have any thoughts on the Banana Splits movie? The Banana Splits in general? Uh, people who are weirdly attached to old cartoons from the 60s? While that y'all get cartoons that can last more than a couple years, it couldn't be me. <laughs> we all know you're sad about the Owl House getting cancelled. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, 
So that was episode four, the first episode of season two, everybody. And God, I really hope this doesn't continue like this. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode for some godforsaken reason, then please like and subscribe and leave a comment with any kind of feedback you have. I feel like any feedback for this episode is going to be <sighs> mixed. <laughs> You'll never know unless you tell us. Yeah. If you don't try and stop us, then no one will. Exactly. If you want to follow development for Undead Rabbits, then please follow us on Twitter. That's UndeadRabbitsYT on Twitter. You can also follow us on Tumblr. Just search the URL UndeadRabbits and you'll find us. Uh, viewer, do you like to plug your art account? Hi, I do art occasionally. Haven't done much lately. Maybe I should draw Snorky splitting his friend's head open. We'll never know. <laughs> For now, though, you can find me at InsmouthIn at Twitter.com. That's Innsmouth underscore in i n n at twitter uh so thanks for joining us everybody for season two uh our vacation was well needed but at the same time we may have lost our magic who knows but uh next week we'll be covering a movie that we both actually enjoyed on its own merits and not because we're making fun of it the whole time uh vero do you like to reveal what next week episode is going to be Next week's episode is going to follow our current little theme of animatronic movies, because we're covering Willy's Wonderland. Whoa! Whoa! So, <laughs> I was like, ghost woo and excited woo. I made this Whoa! exact same joke in, like, episode two, but I'm using it again. Yeah! God help us, everyone. Join us next week for Willy's Wonderland. Stay safe, gang. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye. <laughs> Bye.